Hey whores, I've got something to share. I love magic wands and I love anal toys. So I've partnered with LaWand and B-Vibe to get you the best discounts on their entire site. From now until June 30, get 20% off the entire store by using code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout. Get yourself a rumbly magic wand or even a rimming plug and get you coming, baby. That's Lawand and B-Vibe, and use code SEXHEADWITHTIM for 20% off both stores. Check the description for more details, and I'll see you at your next orgasm. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I'm a certified sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay. And the last time I had sex on camera, I broke my phone because I accidentally sat on it. Get it? Literally had sex on ca- Okay, no. Okay, clearly it's not funny. Um, <laughs> that did not land as well as I thought it was going to be in my head. So, um, moving on to having sex on camera, I have a very wonderful, very handsome guest. Uh, he's an author, he's a men's coach, and sex on camera, he's a porn star. Please welcome to the show, Eric Everhard. Hey, thank you very much, Tim. <laughs> so, Eric, thank you so fucking much for coming on the show. Uh, let's get right into it. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, man. So, we're going right into it. Well, Right into it. Yeah, right The into big it. dirty details, right? The dirty details. <laughs> well, my name is uh, Eric Everhard. I've been one of the top porn stars of the last two decades. And uh, yeah, I've been doing that for a long time. And then now I work uh, coaching men, teaching them elite level sexual skills so that they can dominate the boardroom and master the bedroom of their lives. So that's kind of where <laughs> I'm at now. So where do you want to go into that? I mean, let's get everywhere. Like every, I don't know, everything is a goal right now. Every hole is a goal. Um, we're spelunking. So we are cave we're spelunking. spelunking. Yes. We are diving deep, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so can you like tell me first how you got into porn? Like what was the first time, or if you can even remember that far back, the first time, your first uh, porn film? Oh yeah, no problem. So this was kind of interesting because... You know, I'll give you the the abridged version, but um, mm-hmm. there was this beautiful girl that I was living with in Vancouver when I was going to uh, university, because I was going to uh, Simon Fraser University at the time. And, uh, you know, we were, we were dating. Sometimes we would watch porno movies together, and she used to joke with me that she said, oh, well, you know, you've got a big dick. You could do porno. And I'm like... Yeah, thanks, sweetheart. She's seen your dick right? at this point then? Oh, yeah. We'd been fucking for a while, but... Oh, okay, cool. Any woman that you're with, 
You know, if they love you, of course, they're going to say, you're awesome. You're the best, baby, even if it's a total lie, right? So <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, yeah, thanks, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. And then, whatever. you know, then later we broke up. Uh, at this time, I was a student at uh, the West Coast College of Massage Therapy. So I was going, I was learning uh, massage. Happy endings. No, not the happy endings. No. These were the clinical, <laughs> like, elbow on the back. Oh, okay, kind of, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, Too Eric. Deep. Wink, wink. Got Too it, got deep. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I was going there and, uh, on lunch break, you know, we would all reconvene in the cafeteria. So I go there and they have one of those, uh, newspapers that has, you know, the, the, what's on in the city, the daily band listings, all that. So it was called the Georgia Strait. So I got it. I'm going through it, eating my lunch. And then I see this ad and there's this like four inch by four inch ad looking for women and couples to do a porno movie. And mind you, this is 1997, right? So it's like, right. I look at this, I'm like, oh my God, mind blown, right? Before Craigslist or Kijiji or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, this pre- yeah. predates any of that. This is just an mm-hmm. ad. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was thinking, well, you know, she always said you'd be good at that. So my mind mm-hmm. is racing, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to call them, right? So take the ad call the number, ring them, and like every good porno company, what they do to me, hung up on me. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, that's normal. That's normal. They put an ad out and then they just hang up on you? That's, well, yeah, because they, they huh? were not looking for men and they had discovered, oh, they had discovered, mm. which I discovered, you know, for my 23 years, that no guys can do it. Right, you're talking mm-hmm. about the one percent of the one percent that can actually do it. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're like, "Nope." And then I'm like, "Okay, well, I tried." Right, so I go back to back to school, back to massage, back to the books, and it was about I'd say seven months later. Again, I'm having lunch in the cafeteria, grab the newspaper, open the newspaper. Oh, wouldn't you know? Bam. There's that ad again, right? I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's like toying it's with me at this point, right? So at that time, I said, okay. I didn't really try that hard, right? So I thought, okay, let's, let's put a little effort behind it this time. Mm-hmm. So I start calling and I'm calling and I'm calling some more, right? Finally, different guy picks up the phone. And uh, later I found out this was the actual owner of the company. Oh, cool. And so he says, well, I'll tell you what, why don't you come on down and, you know, we'll take some Polaroids of you. Cause this is before digital, Polaroids. right? Take some Polaroids <laughs> of you and, uh, you know, see if you've got the equipment and maybe, maybe one day, maybe we could get you a job. So hey. they took pictures of your cock. So I'm like, hey, well, that's better than hanging up on me, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, 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 casting some photos better than nothing. So I said, sure. So they gave me the address and uh, went down to where their studio was in this like seedy area of East Vancouver. East Hastings. Yep. yep it was <laughs> right off of there, right off of there. Yeah. <laughs> on commercial. Oh, and uh, so I go up the stairs, knock on this big metal door and you know, they, they, they open it up and they're like, Hey, you Mitch. I'm like, Yeah. And then he just looks me in the eyes. He's like, hey, can you fuck this girl for us right now? <laughs> and I was just um, like, uh, 
like a kid in a candy store. Yep. Yeah, this little yep. squeaky like yep out of my yep. mouth, right? Yep. <laughs> and yeah, it was just just luck of the draw, you know, like there happened to be a actress that they had shot many times. She was hanging out at their studio. I showed up. They're like, well, she's here. You're here. Fuck it. Let's see if you can do it, kid. So that's how it started. <laughs> and it was basically the story wrote itself from then on. Then you moved on to fucking like thousands of women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, uh, the, the, the story had a lot of different, um, you know, valleys, hills, crests yeah. throughout it. It wasn't a straight line, but. No, no. Yeah. Well, later not, on. Yeah. Uh, later on, I ended up moving down to Los Angeles the next year. And then I spent my entire career in, in Los Angeles until I moved to Eastern Europe, which was um, about five years ago. Oh, yeah. What made you decide to move to Eastern Europe? Mm, true story. Sure. Uh, it was based on a ayahuasca journey that I've done. Oh, fun. Ayahuasca. That's like a, a psychedelic or something? Yeah, it's a very potent psychedelic. So I've, oh. I've done a lot of different... Um, shamanic work with uh with ayahuasca i've taken it uh, seven different times mm-hmm. and uh very useful for you know if you want answers to life if you're trying to overcome certain things you're 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 looking for you know and like i said answers to things that you just can't find answers to any other way then it, mm-hmm. i found it's a good good method right i try to stay away from that i stick to heroin and meth so ayahuasca is for degenerates. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, um, wow, that's really like, so that sounds like fate that you find an ad for porn in the penny saver and then you're just like, ah, fuck it, let's do it. I got the equipment. I got the Polaroids. Let's fucking go. So 5,100 million films later, here you are. Um, can you go in a little bit into like, the day-to-day routine of what it was like on a porn set? Well, I mean, I can only tell you about my routine. You're talking about from a performance perspective or what, what, yeah, what angle? Yeah, just like what was your like experience like? What was like the behind the scenes? What was going on through your head? Well, you know, it, it's interesting because I would definitely say what was going on through my head changed throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a real seminal moment in my life and it was my first, probably like my first year in the business. Uh, there was a f- super famous actor who was probably pure woodsman, probably the best of all time mm-hmm. named uh, TT boy. Okay. And, um, everybody knew he was like the best, right? As far as like ability to get a hard on bar none. At a- Mm. oh yeah oh yeah um you know and this is you know this is before you know there was no viagra there was nothing you this was i started in that old time era where it's like you could do it or you couldn't and it was very apparent you got like (laughs) Like a fluffer real black and white (laughs) you could do it or you couldn't so so tt's there and and it's this big movie set and you know they got the catering they got big cameras you know there's tons of girls running around naked everywhere and he's on the couch asleep out cold, right? And I remember, you know, because I was brand new and I'm like, you know, it's like the, the naked girls everywhere, the energy. I'm like, God, I'm like, how can you be that calm that you're just like literally like out? And I remember the director came when it was time, just like shook him and was like, hey, Phil, like it's time for your scene. And he just kind of groggy, like, you know, woke up, uh, 
got, you know, got himself together quick, went downstairs, bang, bang the hell out of the girl. Right. And I just, I remember that moment. And then it was, um, a couple years later, I remember working for this one company and, you know, things were running behind. So I'm sitting there and I, I lay down on the couch and out. And then I remember the same thing. Like they're waking me up. They're like, Hey, it's it's time for your scene. And that's when I had the realization. I said to myself, Oh my God, now I've become him. Now I understand that. Like, and now I've gotten to that (laughs) mental space where you can be that Zen, like no matter what's going on, that you're just like, eh, out cold, take my nap. (laughs) And then when you're called on set, you just got to like have an erection right then and there and then good to go. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's why they're paying you. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've always said there's five criteria if you want to be a top porno actor in the world. Mm. Number one, you need to be able to obtain a hard-on in any situation within roughly two minutes. Jesus, okay, no pressure. Then you need to be able to produce a cum shot when they tell you, not before, and ideally again within two minutes of being told. Ideally within one minute of being told, but you know. But it's time to get that money shot and then, all right, got to make myself come. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be like, oh, come shot. And it's like, okay, fuck. Then. Okay. Um, then you should be bigger than average, right? You don't need to be hung like a horse, but if you're Tiny Tim, eh, you're probably not going to survive. Wow. Really? Oh, that sorry. Was... <laughs> wow. Tiny Doug. Tiny Doug. <laughs> So, Wait till I show you what I got, Eric Everhard. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so anyways, keep going. So, so, so that's number three. Then number four, you should be decently good looking. You know, you don't need mm-hmm. to be Brad Pitt, but you mm-hmm. know, if you're some super troll, yeah, probably the A-list women will never want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And then the most important number five was you need to be able to create or extract something out of the woman that you're partnered with that would not have occurred if you were not specifically in the scene with her. What? Huh? What do you mean extract? Like you get a scapula to, and like... No, you need to bring right? something out of her, right? So oh. <laughs> so some emotion, some heat, oh, something, okay. right? Like if you can make her, you know, because either you have different different sides that are more i mean obviously the job itself is more difficult for the man but for some women being in the in the space and forgetting about what's going on can be difficult difficult for them too mm-hmm. so if you can you know get her off multiple times if you can make her forget that there's a whole bunch of weirdos around watching with a camera if you can make her forget that for an hour and just be present and just you know have the ecstasy going on now you've done your job Mm. And just to clarify, like this is all coming from like straight porn because you yourself are a heterosexual. Yeah, this is, uh, my, my only experience is straight porn. <laughs> well, uh, just to let you know, we accept all forms of life choices here on Sex Ed with Tim. I accept you and your heterosexual lifestyle. Just keep it out of my <laughs> kid. You. This is brain. Yeah, yeah. No like I, I respect your beliefs and everything, but mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Um, Wow, that that's really like cool. So you got you got to have at least a bigger than average dick. You got to look good. You got to come with it when you're told. You got to get hard when you're told, and then you got to make your co-star like you know suspend her disbelief 
for like a little bit for yeah. that hour or however long that you're that would be the ideal uh, yeah so if you can if you can put those factors together then you'll be one of the top guys in the world okay i have a challenge question for you how do you explain ron jeremy <laughs> well first of all ron jeremy is not one of the top guys in the world anymore. No. <laughs> um and and to put it in perspective you have to go back in time oh okay yeah true okay because when if you look at 1970 and i use mm-hmm. that that term 70 ron jeremy mm-hmm. different right Right, standards for porn were a little different than how they are. Well, today. no, no, no. If you see 1970 Ron Jeremy, he was skinny. Oh, okay. That's well, what I mean. You've probably never seen because he was mostly doing. I've uh, never seen a single porno inside in my life. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, no. But I mean, ni- 1970 Ron Ron Jeremy was was a skinny little dude with a big dick. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so from that perspective, he was on. You know, it was only in the 80s that he got fat. So, oh, okay. Uh, and even then, he was still doing a bunch of films. He wasn't prolific. I mean, he, oh, okay, yeah. So I mean, it's, it's, uh, people don't really understand. Um, like when I got in, he, you know, I, I, I came to America in '99, and he wasn't working then. He was just, mm-hmm. you know, he was doing conventions, he was signing stuff, he was selling stuff. He was always a real business guy, but uh, right. you know, he wasn't working then. So right, but then. The name Eric Everhart became the new household name that Ron Jeremy got top exactly, of Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, can we talk a little bit more about, like, uh, the myths that surround porn? So, like, sure. for example, um, well, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head what people think about porn stars. Um, like, you guys are always having sex every single day. You're having sex right now in front of me. Um, myth, bust that myth for us. Like, what's going on there? Um, well, I mean, that's you know what's funny is everybody is individual. So I am definitely, I would say, I'm an outlier in comparison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can only really give you my perspective. I could also tell you how there's a lot more generalities to the business. But still... What I think people would be most surprised by is often, and I'm I'm saying relative here, but how relatively normal um, a lot of porn stars will be when they're offset. Oh, okay. What is normal? So, so for example, right? Um, you know, I've heard of you know because I've known a lot of my girlfriends and stuff. You know, they've been at you know the playboy mansion and they've they've been at a lot of different places right different Mm -hmm. parties and they'll say oh there's like people do all sorts of whacked out crazier shit there than we would do at a porno party like at a porno (laughs) party like so many times people are so normal like in how Mm -hmm. we will relate to each other right so sometimes people are actually shocked by that it's like they go to a party and like immediately they thought like man shouldn't everybody be fucking and there's like a plate of cocaine somewhere and all this stuff i'm like no like, <laughs> that's you, a gay party actually where did, where did you get this uh misnomer <laughs> from right so so you will have people that are sometimes shocked at how um normal Boring. some events can be you know i mean there was a famous meme but i'm sure you can find if you look online where they had um, pictures of the girls at the AVN Awards show, you know, and they've got, you know, a lot of them have really nice, elegant dresses and everything. And then um, they were doing a snapshot of uh, 
God, what was the 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 big kind of charity fundraiser in in mainstream, right? Beyonce is mm-hmm. there and all these mm-hmm. and literally every girl at this um you know this 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 foundation award thing they're like fucking naked and they're contrasting what? that that in mainstream oh yeah i mean the, the you you had all these mainstream actors i like it's like one string of you know whatever that beyonce is wearing and like all the porno <laughs> girls are wearing very elegant nice not revealing right. like gowns and stuff right mm-hmm. and they're like mm-hmm. wow this Rich. is such a contrast right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, so so from that perspective, I would say um, people would be shocked at how normal some events are. Um, you know, for myself, I, I was never a party guy, so I've always viewed my job um, exactly like an athlete would would view his job. So um, that means I'm getting my sleep, I'm eating properly, uh, I'm not going to be fucked up, um, I'm going to deliver. You know everything that I can and leave it out on the playing field, so to speak. So that was always my perspective on it because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough business. Um, from the perspective of like sports, right? Okay. So Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Well, if he had failed, you know, nobody cares that he won six Super Bowls. If he fails, Nobody gives a shit. It's like, well, what have you done for me lately? That's how all sports is, right? How many times do you, do you see someone that was a superstar who then, you know, when he falls off, gets benched or gets traded because they're like, yeah, you're no good anymore. You're washed up, right? doesn't matter that he won three championships. They're like, no, last week, man, Has you been. suck. You're done. Mm-hmm. Porno is exactly yeah. the same way. You are only as good as your last scene. So Ooh. however good was your last scene, that's how good you are. Fail oh, your last scene. You're a fucking failure. You better get your shit together because you're blacklisted, huh? Well, they're not going to tolerate failure very much because because failure equates to dollars. Oh yeah, no, that's true, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, I and this goes back, you know. Now, of course, it's a different time period now than when I started, but that's why I said when I started, you know, it was the one percent of the one percent that could do it, and that's why they would not give a guy a chance because, and I've been there. I can't tell you how many guys I have watched fail miserably in front of me. Fail? What are we talking about? Failure? Like they came too early, or no failure? Failure usually means that there there's no erection whatsoever. Oh fuck! Yeah, there's uh... nothing, right? And they're there, and 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 I feel for them because I can understand where their where their head is going, right? You know, so now they're 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 going into oh my god, it's not happening, and then you know it it starts the negative feedback loop because as soon as they say it's not happening, now they can feel everybody looking at them. Maybe the girl is like, "Hey, can you get your shit together?" Right? Like now it it's just a tsunami of negative feelings, and that's what brings the adrenaline. That's what brings the fear. And so you know, this is what I try and 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 help guys out when I'm coaching guys is I'm like, look. I've I've had to figure out ways to overcome this stuff and how to build positive feedback patterns because otherwise I would have been without a job. You know, so it's it's one thing for you to, you know, hey, you met some girl on Tinder, you went back to her place, oh, you failed. Well, nobody knows really between you and her unless she texts all her friends. My perspective, I'm there, you know, on set with like 30 people and a big crew and I mean, if I fail, and there's a lot of people watching me go down in flames, right? So it's it's a it's an extra level of pressure. It's an extra level of stress, and 
it's an extra level of learning because you, it's, it's really like you got to figure it out, right? If you can't figure it out, you know, you, the, 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 the week get cast aside, you know, at least that's how it was. So that's why you always had the same few guys in every video. Well, it's not because the company's cheap or they just love us. You know, it's that we were the only guys that could do it. So like, Hey, I'd rather go with the guy that I know 100%. This is going to happen. We're all getting paid. Because you think about it. There's so much riding on that guy's hard on. You've got, <laughs> really, no everything's riding on it. The girl's, the girl's going to want to get paid regardless, right? Mm-hmm. So she, you, you got the girl, you got her fee, you got the cameraman, you got the makeup artist, you got mm-hmm. the lighting crew, you got the, 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 the location rental. Makeup. Yeah, hair, oh, you, you got all that. They all want yeah. money. Like they, they mm-hmm. did their job, right? So from a company's perspective, they're going to have to pay most of those people at least a good chunk of their salary that day. Mm-hmm. Right. And they get nothing so, in return. So if he can't get it up, there's a lot of, that's like a whole day's production gone to waste. Oh, toast. Toast. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that porn was such a cutthroat dog eat dog business. Super cutthroat. Super cutthroat. Damn. I mean, I can only speak from my experience as an escort. I was escorting for like, um, uh, was it 2012 to 2016? Uh, so I guess for me, like that pressure was never really like put on me other than like the pressure of pleasing the client. But I'm guessing that like from a porn actor's perspective, there's added pressure from literally all directions because you got to like, show up for work you got to be ready you got to like you know uh think about like everyone that came on set and you got to like juggle so many things in your mind it's just like how the hell do you like calm yourself down in that situation well that's what it's all about it's it's all about mindset you know how can you flip the switch how can you block out the the distractions right to center yourself and then go and execute because that's that's essentially what it is and and it's no different from that perspective, being on a porn set, being at home with your significant other, it's still the same. You got to block out the distractions and you need to execute. That's all it is. Oh, very true. Very true. Uh, how would you compare the sex that you have on camera versus off camera? So like with your porn star, like I know that you know, like when you're fucking her, you got to like angle in a specific way. But like, how does that differ than when you're just like hooking up with some girl you pick up at a bar? Just well, this is more of a personal like question rather than like yeah, industry. Yeah. And yeah. They are different and there are elements that are the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the difference is you're not feeling that you are required to put on a performance for the camera. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it it shifts to more putting on a performance for the girl and they are slightly different mm-hmm. okay because i've often talked about this and it's it's definitely the bad rap that porno gets and i understand why it gets a bad rap the difference is people aren't necessarily thinking clearly when they think about why it gets a bad rap mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you'll have people they watch porno and they say well um people are learning bad bad things from porno which I would not disagree with. Okay. Because porn, porn is, is not, like a fantasy. Porno is not sex education. But you mm. you know, neither is 
me watching an Arnold Schwarzenegger flick, uh, a realistic uh, you know documentary on war. I'm sorry. Mm. Last time I saw one guy with a AK-47 in one hand cannot mow down 90 people. <laughs> okay, if you believe that, well, I got some ice to sell you up in uh, up in uh, Alaska as well. <laughs> so, so you do need to understand that there's going to be some things that we're doing that are simply because we are creating a visual medium, and it looks visually interesting. Does not mean it feels good. I've done I've done some positions where literally beforehand, me and the woman, we both look at each other with that eyes of, oh God, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, we're going to do this? Yeah, we're going to do we this. Go. Okay, ready and break, right? Because what we're going to do, we know sucks. Like fucking mm-hmm. hurts like hell, hurts her, hurts me, but looks cool, right? What are you doing? That's so painful. Oh God, have you ever done a uh, pile driver? Oh, okay. Mm. Jesus, the stretching. Yeah, done standing DP. Uh, yeah. Oh, I okay, got lot. Yeah. I got lots of different positions. I could tell you look really mm-hmm. cool until you have to do it, and you're like, "Wow, well, yeah. my dick doesn't want to bend that direction." No, sorry, that yeah. hurts. It hurts like a yeah. lot, right? I've been asked to get my dick like all the way towards my asshole, and it's like, "What the fuck do you want me to do?" There's only so much dick that I can work with. Yeah, it's super <laughs> painful. So, yeah. But again, it looks visually appealing, and that's what your you are viewing public wants to see. That's what you're selling. That's what you're selling, right? So that's the thing about that is you need to you need to understand that you know there's 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 parts of porno that are good, and then there's there's things that are just um, for show, and that's just and that's just how it is. So I understand the mm-hmm. bad rap that it gets because if you're just trying to copy porno, you're going to copy a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> It's really interesting that you say that because like you are saying this as a porn actor and you're saying that porn has done some pretty bad things in terms of like educating the general public on sex. So like it's a really interesting point of view that you're like, I get what porn has done, even though I'm part of it. So what then specifically would you say porn is doing to men and their view of sexuality? Oh. From a psychological perspective? Yeah, or a performance perspective. I mean, here, here's the thing, right? And I'm, I'm probably one of the few that would say it. Um, if you were to ask me where does porno sit on the scale of life, so to speak, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whether it's good or bad, um... I would say that it skews slightly net negative. Okay. So it's not negative. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not positive. If if we if 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 negative ten was hey we're all going to hell and positive ten <laughs> is like kumbaya, <laughs> yeah. it's about a negative two. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's really. I mean, here. Yeah. I mean, like, let's just be honest, right? Like, I've I've you know worked many conventions. I've I've you know talked to many fans. I've I've seen everything, and you know. For the few people that would definitely say, and people would be like, oh, porno saved my marriage, there's 10 to 20 times past that where it destroyed a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad if it's used uh, judiciously. I think 
you know, one of the problems that that I've been hearing about a lot from different um, men's coaches and psychologists, and I mean, you take it with a grain of salt, but I could understand it is you're having a lot of kids now that are dealing with problems, um, you know, sort of that porno addiction thing, but Mm. it's actually, it's the, the constant dopamine hit because okay, like I had tons of porno when I was a kid, but you know, you had magazines, right? It was the same, you like, you had the same magazine under your bed for Go two years. all the years, way to page 27 right? and like, look at Centerfold for Miss June. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I jerked off to the same girl, like, man, yeah. gallons, gallons, right? Pages sticking together, yep. Oh, yep. exactly. You remember how it was, right? So, yeah. men's so, health. You know, it was this, this thing you, you were, first it was like gold, Right. If you had a porn magazine, I mean, it was sacred, right? Because it just was, you couldn't get it. Oh, and, uh, Bible. <laughs> and, uh, and you would use it for what it was, right? You know, you had your centerfold girl or you had a couple of magazines, jerk off. Hey, on with my day, right? The issue now with obviously the internet is hey, click, click, click. You've got bombarded a with gazillion content. different women and Every time you're clicking, it's a new hit of dopamine, new hit of dopamine, new hit of dopamine. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. where you're getting some of these kids that are getting really fucked up because, you know, they're just, they, they, they want that, that constant rush, right? Instant gratification. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, you know, and then it's, you know, depending if they can just click, 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 you know, who knows how many times they're jerking off. And then some of them, you know, they can't get hard with a girl and they lose all their sensitivity because they're just beating the shit out of their dicks so that, because that they've been good. so conditioned to getting aroused only by porn and nothing else mm-hmm. fuck yeah damn man i mean i love porn as much as the next person but like consume in moderation like everything else you can't rely on porn for everything well it's a and, great way to jump start yeah and, and that, that that's the only problem with it right because now as we've moved to a generation that is raised on their phone mm-hmm. well you have it at your fingertips. So it's not like even you got to wait till mom and dad go to sleep and you pull out the magazine. <laughs> Fuck, man, you're on the bus. Wear the headphones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're on the bus, right? You're like, hey, let me watch yeah. Susie Q get butt-fucked in the ass, yeah. part 65. Lisa Ann and whoever mm-hmm. else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it it's all there. It's nonstop, and there's no filter, you know. Um, mm. So you got these kids, you know, I mean, come on. They can be eight years old, nine years old, horny little kid. Man, yeah. he's got access to everything. There's no stopping him if you've yeah. given him a phone. And these tube sites are getting smarter because, like, don't they have algorithms that, are like, oh, we think you're gonna like this content because you watched that one? Oh, yeah, like, it's all, it's all, Jesus. it's all algo based. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. Hello, all my little sluts. It's me, Mama Slut. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. I just wanted to hop on here real quick to let you in on a sexy little deal. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me, 25% off. And, cherry on top, free shipping, oh my god. (laughs) I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me, and... Girl, mm, 
I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code SEXEDWITHTIM for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> hey, you disgusting pervs. We all like sex toys, right? Nipple clamps, vibrators, masturbators, oh my. Good For Her has one of the best selection of sex toys, learning resources, online workshops, and gender expression materials you can't find anywhere else. Go to goodforher.com and use code SEXED with TIM10 for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. That's G-O-O-D-F-O-R-H-E-R.com and the code S-E-X-E-D-W-I-T-H-T-I-M-1-0 at checkout for 10% off your purchase of any of the toys bought online. And they ship worldwide. Trans-inclusive, feminist, and pleasure-focused, Good For Her has been doing the Lord's work since 1997, bringing you everything you need to get that... Uh... Uh... The show is about to begin. Yes. Clearly, there is some damage that porn is doing. Uh, so I guess that's where you come in with your experience, right? Like, uh, with the literally five million films that you've filmed. Um, five and, million uh, and one. Five million and one. Sorry, yeah. I did poor research. Um so that and like with like the thousands of women that you've slept with, you've got some experience under your belt. I want to talk about like how you transitioned from porn into coaching. Like what clicked? Because like I'm pretty sure you weren't probably like, oh, I want to use my experience in porn to help men from day one, right? Like that must have been like a journey for you. So can you talk a little bit more about like going from porn into coaching? Yeah, no problem. So actually, it was a really long progression. And that's also what tied in with, um, we spoke about earlier where I talked about the the journeys with the ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. So about a decade in, I started to become a little bit disillusioned with porno. I mean, it was still a good job. But I, w- I started having these sort of questions like, well, you know, what else is what else is there, right? And... So this was about 2009. I uh, took a relationship workshop from a buddy of mine. We became really good friends over the years. And um, in that workshop, some of the fellow participants were talking about something called NLP. I'm like, NLP? Neuro linguistic program? Neuro linguistic program. Yes. Ooh, got it. Pass. So I was, I was intrigued by this, right? And so, of course, I was like, okay, this sounds cool. Like, well, where, where's the best place? Because I was the type of individual, if I was going to do something, I always wanted to do the best. Mm-hmm. And they told me, they said, well, there's this school up in Northern California, and it's one of the best places. So I said, okay, that's it. Going to Northern California. So I signed up, and it was a life-altering experience. Uh, I spent three years going up there. So I went all the way through master's certification, holographic certification. I did the whole shebang that was up there. And um, 
when that process was done, I was a totally different person, which was good and bad. Because mm-hmm. now I was like, well, now I don't know what to do with my life, right? <laughs> now I've got all these questions and now I'm feeling Been like there, girl. Mm-hmm. it's something that's not porno, right? Now I'm, I, the, the, the luster is gone for me from, from porno. Mm. So then it really became what I almost refer to as uh, almost like the lost decade, because then it was just this constant search for, well, what is it? What is the next thing? I don't know, right? And uh, so the questions became so big that uh, in 2014, I just couldn't find any answers. So I knew some people in that shamanic space. And I'd always heard that, you know, you might be able to get a lot of answers from the plant medicine. So against my uh, wanting to, you know, do psychedelics, um, I agreed and uh, started down that path to try and get some clarity on what was the next steps for me. And so as this all was going on, um, I also had uh, one uh, civilian lover in Los Angeles at the time. And, uh, you know, when when we hooked up, um, it was just, you know, from from the sexual standpoint, you know, she had never experienced anything like this before, right? So, you know, she told me, she was like, hey, you know, you need to, you need to write a book. You need to, like, explain what you're doing because this is Become some magic author. fucking shit here. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah, okay, never really thought about it, right? <laughs> and then, uh, then some other people said the same thing. They're like, oh, man, like, you gotta, you know, just at least spread the wisdom so that, uh, you know, our future husbands or future ex-boyfriends like <laughs> spread can, the wisdom, like you spread your wisdom, seed. right? Yeah. And so that was what kind of started me down that rabbit hole. Um, so I, I compiled a bunch of notes um, and I started really just analyzing what it is that I was doing because I knew what I was doing and I knew that it worked very efficiently, but I had never really unpacked it. So that would become the process. Okay, let me unpack exactly what I'm doing because, you know, I had separated myself so vastly within the business, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a time where you're even, so far gone from porn at this point. No, no, no. It was it was that that the level of of my performance was was far and away oh. um, better than most people, right? I see. So yeah. it's like I'd really I'd figured out something. And so it was like, okay, well, what is it that I figured out? What is it that I'm doing that makes me so much better? Right? Because it's not, not, narcissistic it's not just at talent. All. It's not, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of things that go into it. So yeah. So in 2017, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book. Right. And I thought, well, at the very least, I'll be able to leave this information for others because if you think about my career as like one giant laboratory experiment you get to learn things that you would never be able to learn any other way because here's the thing about porno right specifically my journey name a example where you could sleep with 5,000 people without a condom right get all that learning not be dead not have any you know health problems and and that's just the first part, right? So it's the volume. It's just the sheer volume, right? Where you get to come across 
literally everything. Because I talk about this in my book too, where I talk about the four different types of pussies. And when I've told that to people, There's they're four, like, wait, what? Only four. <laughs> you know? Well, that's what I've broken it down to because okay. um, you 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 find what happens at the extremes, but you could only find those extremes if your volume of people that you had slept with was that large. And most people mm. aren't paying attention to this, right? Mm-hmm. So, and once you once you start to see these things, then it's like seeing the matrix, right? Like it all starts to make sense. You red pill yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much, very much. So, um, so yeah, so that was. Um, I lost my train of thought now. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, uh, no, that's really cool. Like, you went to school for uh, neurolinguistic programming, and then you took ayahuasca, and then you're, you're like in this self discovery phase. Of, yeah, like, where and then, I I, then, like I said, then I then I started writing the book mm-hmm. because, oh yeah, because um, I I always thought of it as a as a big laboratory experiment, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the 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 one thing about porno that's so interesting is there's only a few opportunities that you would ever have to sleep with that volume of women. And there's no learning in the other ones, no real learning. So, okay, you, if you, let's, let's say you are- Yeah, let's are, rewind that. Yeah, yeah. So, so let's say that you are, let's use Brad Pitt as an example, right? Sure. It's like, well, Brad Pitt can fuck 10,000 women if he, if he wants. Okay. Right? Yeah, easy. <laughs> um, and not my type, but sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. So, so the thing with that is, you know, if Brad comes in one minute, every girl is happy. They got they got the notch post. It's like I fucked Brad, right? Like, and so there's no learning for him, right? Like, because the girl is just, I mean, she's just happy she fucked Brad, right? Like, it doesn't matter how good you did, Brad. Um, then you have the opposite spectrum of it, right? Where you are, um, you're hiring escorts, right? Like you're mm-hmm. a billionaire because I've known some super, super rich guys and they just, you know, hire like 3,000 women or whatever. Well, there, you'll never know if you're doing a good job because you, <laughs> the escort is being paid to tell you you're yep. awesome. <laughs> so you're not, he, he does the worst lay ever and you, you are literally, Tim, I'm sure you've done this. You're like, yeah. oh, man, you're so good. You're so, so good. You were so hot. Yeah. It was the best sex of my right? life. So, so, so we, so there you go. On both sides of those, there's no learning. There's no learning at all for the guy. There's no learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Porno is unique because here I'm being paid. She's being paid by a third party. So now right. she owes mm. me nothing. She doesn't so she owe you any me? sort of compliment. Nothing. No, not, no, a, not at all. I mean, I've I've literally had scenes before where me and the girl hated each other, and it was literally like a boxing <laughs> oh, no. match, right? Where it's You're like hate fucking. Oh, totally. Where we hate each other, but we're getting paid, so it's like we 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 get stoic and we put on the game face when as soon as they say action, and then it's like we're fucking fucking fucking. Okay, stop, and we go to our corners like fuck you, yeah, fuck you too, right? <laughs> ding, so, ding. so so there's there's a real honesty to it because. You know, I mean, like, sure, we're playing for the camera when the camera's rolling. Every time they cut the camera, no, there's no plan. So, so you, you get this honesty because, like I said, the, the girls don't care about your feelings, and that's a good thing. But that, you know, if you're doing something they don't like, she's like, I don't like that. Do it like this. Okay, do it like this, right? So, so whereas if you're in a situation where emotions are involved, you know, people are are wary to tell you, ooh, change something up, right? 
I, I was doing a room on Clubhouse recently and we all talked about this and it was shocking because, you know, every girl thinks they're, they're amazing. And I say, no, so many girls like are horrible when it comes to oral sex. And it's like, and, and all the guys concurred. They said they would never tell the girl she was doing something bad because they just don't want her to stop. So it doesn't matter. She, she does a horrible job, but they're so afraid of rocking the boat because it's like, well, she's sucking it. She's doing a horrible job, but she's sucking it. I, I'm not going to say nothing. So, so you, you, you live in this world where everybody's walking on eggshells because they're so afraid of hurting the other person's feelings. In porno, nobody cares about your feelings. So it's, for me, it was, it was such a hyper learning environment because you find out what works really quick and nobody has any qualms about telling you that what you're doing is good or shitty. And that just wouldn't exist in any other environment. And that's where, for me, I got so much learning about the human body and about how it worked and what worked and what didn't. Oh God. Yes. Same here with my experience as an escort. Like I have seen so many different things that people are into, people are not into how to pleasure, how to like, fuck. <sighs> I think like the, one of the best forms of sex education training is only through practice. I mean, yeah, you can learn a lot in theory, but you've got to combine that with practice and like, you've got to like, live the life of like you know you and me like you have multiple partners and like you know there's only so much that you can learn through a book that like you gotta know how to like you know pleasure your partner so i want with, with that being said i want to know like from your perspective what are guys doing now that you have observed that they're they're not doing correctly in the bedroom and like how that transfers into the boardroom, as you said. Well, I think a, a a big piece is first of all, it's it's the mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's one thing that I that I talk about, which is set yourself up for success, and that that comes in a whole bunch of different ways, right? But when you're going into your sexual interaction, so many guys are not prepared in so many different ways. Right. So they don't strategically think about what positions that they're doing, what order they're doing them in. Right. Because there's always going to be missionary wheelbarrow. Yeah. <laughs> well, be, because here's the thing. Right. And I talk about this in my book where, you know, when it comes to lasting longer, there are two different avenues to facilitating it. Right. One is what I call the dirty biohacks that can be used in the moment of you are close, you're going to come to suppress it for 30 seconds or a minute. And then you've got the long-term fixes where it's a lot of different things to alter, fundamentally alter your neurology so that you can just last however long you want. Both of those still revolve around a principle that I call the five-minute marker. Because this was something that I noticed over you know, my 23-year career. And it would happen to me, but I'd see it happen with so many of the top actors. So mm. you get in a scene, you get into your sexual interaction, and you are sensitive, right? And you're right. like, oh, God, I'm going to come, whatever, right? <laughs> if you could make it to five minutes, around the five-minute marker is when your body would desensitize, and you would suddenly get a hold of your dick. You would, as I quote-unquote say, you would wrangle the beast, right? It's like a horse. <laughs> now you got the reins and you're steering it. You're you got like, the oh, lasso. I got yeah. this, right? I got this because now you've had enough stimulation. You've been able to hold on and the dick has just started to desensitize because it's like anything, right? Hey, you know, rub a little spot on your arm for a little bit. 
feels nice. But you just keep rubbing, 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 rubbing. It starts to go numb because numb, it's like, whoa, yeah. you know, too much sensitivity. So your your nerves are naturally going to desensitize. So you're not feeling so much. Mm-hmm. So all these different things are to get you to the the five minute marker, right? Right. So you know, this is kind of what I what I what I what I talk about with my clients is like, okay, well, here's here's the things that we need to do to facilitate you know you being able to last you know, however long that you want so that it is a conscious decision. Because ultimately, when I look at penile mastery, that is conscious choice on all sides. Okay. So that means I can choose when I'm getting hard and I can choose when I'm coming. Okay. Right? Yeah. That to me is mastery. Because Mm -hmm. it's just as bad because I've coached some guys where they can't come or they really struggle with it. That's not mastery either because, you know, Every girl is going to get, uh, they think it's cool until it's not. Like every girl thinks, oh man, you can last forever until their pussy is raw. raw. And then they're like, will you fucking come? And you're like, I can't. And they're like, well, now they're angry, right? So <laughs> the, the tipping point goes really quick from, hey, this was awesome. You could last forever to fucking come can already. Finish it already. My guts are already rearranged. Just wrap exactly. it up. Exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> Penile mastery. My yeah. goodness. And you learned that because of porn like you you know like how to get past that like that plateau point of like okay time to like change it up after the five minutes and then you know i got to do something else to like really impress this girl and like make her yeah so so you know when i go back to just talking about the the strategy aspect you know that's huge right in in that when you think about how do i make it to that five minute marker well a lot of guys, they're not even thinking about that. They just, you know, they're thinking, ooh, nice comfy position. I'm fucking, well, 30 seconds in because it's so comfy, they're they're screwed, right? So it's like, well, there's always going to be a position that is easier for you to deal with than another, but you have to find out what it is. And if we're going to make it easier for you to make it to the five-minute marker, you should be starting with your worst position first. <laughs> Uh, worst position like i'll start with like boring old missionary and then work my way to yeah or a trapeze could be, could, could be could be spoon could be up and over mm. could, i mean there's a lot of different yeah. different things but and, and that's an individual thing right oh yeah so you got to find that out for yourself you have to know what is the position that is going to be your kryptonite and what positions are likely going to be something that you could last longer in at least and then work with with all these different elements, right? Where you work with the biohacks, where you work with the positioning, where you work with the long-term penis exercises and so forth to bring it all together because then you can have mastery. And, and ultimately, that's what I want people to have, right? I want them to have my experience where they can say, okay. Fuck 5,000 women. <laughs> that they know they have the ability to do it. Ah, okay. Yes. Right? Like I, yeah, I did, I did uh, one movie it was called The World's Luckiest Jock, where I fucked 101 women. Jesus. Okay. And this was back in the time when it was all condoms, and it was a new condom for every girl. What's a condom? <laughs> exactly. I've never um, heard one before. But yeah, keep so, going. So, I mean, we're talking 12-hour days. I'm yeah, fucking four. fuck. And three cum shots every day. Mm. And um, you know, by the end of it, I had a layer of skin gone from my dick. But are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh, are you? Just, <laughs> Jesus Christ! A oh. layer of skin gone. Oh yeah. It's like a second circumcision. Yeah. Fuck. So, um, 
And you've got a big dick, so that's a lot of skin that's like gone. <laughs> but 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like then you know, right? When you go into a sexual situation, you have that internal confidence that you can make it happen because that's a whole separate kind of confidence, right? Like if we look at you know confidence in all different aspects of people's lives, there is something very fundamental from a masculine standpoint when we when we talk about you know sexual prowess because there's no way to really separate it from masculinity i don't believe there is a way right we will always in some part look at part of our masculinity as our ability as a lover i just don't think there's any way to separate that right you know it's kind of i mean why is it that that ever since you're a child right it's like you're you you want to that's the one thing everybody's trying to compare right and then later on the extension of it is well okay if you can't figure that out then you're like well i'm gonna make a billion dollars and fuck you right but but still there's even even because i've met the guys with tons of money and if they can't figure out the girl thing and they can't figure out the sex thing that still is what is bothering them like like it's such a core piece of you Mm -hmm. right like Mm -hmm. so when when I, you know, work with people, I'm like, okay, well, if I can get you that confidence, that is going to trickle down into how you show up in the rest of your life, right? Your business is right. going to be better. Your mm-hmm. relationships with your with your wife or your, your girlfriends or whatever, that's going to be better. Your relationship with yourself is going to be better because, it, because right. you're, you're not, at least not going to be fearful when you go into a situation. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, I know what I, yeah. I know what, I know what to do here, Right. right. And it's so really, if I know how to fuck this girl, I know how to like nail that negotiation, that new big new deal. Yeah, and and it's something that I talk about. It's like it's like okay, the the girls are always going to change, right? No two girls are the same, but the principles never change, and that's the part where you're seeing the matrix, right? When you start to understand that there are aspects of of sexuality that are plug and play, doesn't matter what girl is there. Right. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so there are, are things that once you figure out what you're looking for, they exist amongst all the women and it, it doesn't change. The girls change and how you are going to implement the principles might change, but the principles mm-hmm. themselves will never change. Very that. Oh, wow. Okay. I got to say, Eric, you're this close to turning me into a heterosexual man, but you know, just not, not close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's there, there, there was that little gap that we just, we could, just couldn't get you over. You know, just like, couldn't get me yeah. over. But try, no, sorry, trying to jump like, it, but we we're like, ah, oh, fuck, <laughs> didn't work out. I like I like riding dick a little too much for me to like <laughs> make that full switch over. Oh my god! If only I was a woman, I would sit on your dick all day, Eric. But um, we only have so much time <laughs> to talk about that. Uh. Because we are coming up to the hour, and it is such a pleasure to have you on. Um, oh wait, uh, just as, like a total random side note, sure. I really like your voice. Like, have you thought about doing audio porn? How about that? <laughs> well, I I did narrate my audio book, so that that was right. as close as we could yeah. get. Right, right. You're not you're not fully like retired from porn, or are you like done no, not one hundred percent fully. Probably by the next year. Okay, so, yeah, so then you're going to make coaching your full-time thing. Yeah, 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 that's my full-time okay. thing. You know, it's 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 the part that that for me is is rewarding and uh and it's it it's a new challenge and like I said, you know, I like 
I like analyzing everything and I like helping out people by giving them that that confidence and that experience that they just couldn't get any other way, mm-hmm. right? Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, we, let's look back, you know, you're, you're, you're in Canada, right? Yeah. So I'm sure you remember Dr. Sue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you uh, also remember Dr. Ruth? Dr. Ruth. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a fan, but okay. Yeah. yeah go okay, ahead. Okay. Go so, ahead. so, so, so riddle me this one because those were, you know, the de facto, um, uh, you know, masters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many Quote, people? You th- yeah. How many people you think they fucked? <laughs> Have you looked at either one of them? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but like, <laughs> yeah. My point is made. Okay. <laughs> so, so I don't know where they're where they're given all this information from. Yeah. But it's certainly not from practical experience. No, it's not. Yeah. No. Take it. So everyone listening, take it from people like me and Eric who have literally fucked over thousands of people. We know what we're doing. We go to school. We got the credentials to back it up. And if you ever want to sleep with either one of us, you're going to have to try really, really hard. So, um, <laughs> but but that that's that's my thing, right? It's like you know, I I can't stand the the self professed gurus that you know they read it in a textbook. I'm like, textbook mm-hmm. is not what happens when you go to sex, right? Yeah. Guess what? Only read so I mean, much. you could look at all these different textbooks. I'm sure they've never talked about the four pussies because nobody went out there and fucked 5,000 of them to figure this out. Right? <laughs> the four pussies. Mm. You're just trying to make me buy your book so I can finally become a pussy guy. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're trying to close the gap for you, Tim. We're trying to, we're trying to close that gap. You're trying to recruit me into your weird yeah. little straight cult? Right? No, no, no. It's a straight cult. It's a straight cult. <laughs> Join the us. heterosexual join us we got cookies um <laughs> come to the dark side oh no <laughs> oh my Tim, goodness i am One your day. father eric no <laughs> for all we know like you i could have been like eric everhard's sperm that was transferred into an asian woman and then here i am just a big faggot on the radio just there like you go there you go <laughs> oh my god do you ever find like you are so known that like it's kind of hard for people to like you know believe that it's you like for me right now i'm just like oh my god it's eric everhard but then like when you try to hook up with the girls it's like it can't be you no mm. what, what's funny with the women you know they're they're always fun because um there is this it's 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 very cute because they get very intimidated, uh-huh. right? And and there is something that I find is very unique about that because you you really, at least from my perspective, it really does allow you to embrace like a real teacher role because mm, yeah, which, which I actually do enjoy, right? But but you know most people have not you know had the experience that you and me have, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you know I I could. You know, it's like I, I even give, you know, talks with, you know, hundreds of people on Clubhouse. I know if we added up all the people that they've slept with, I have slept with more than the entire room. <laughs> right. So it's just another level of of understanding. Right. And so with the women, I, I, I do enjoy being able to um, give whatever wisdom that I can. Um, but that sometimes does show up for, from their perspective as a little intimidating at times. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. That's really cool. Wait, just like out of curiosity, can you tell me what the four types of pussies are? I don't have to go into details on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so if you, if we look at them, 
from the perspective of, uh, you know, one of those like five band equalizers on the stereo. Uh-huh. Right. So on the two extremes, on one hand, what the knob would say would be granular. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, you would have velvety. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the other knob below would be on the on the far side, you have tight and the other far side, you have loose. And all the pussies are some combination of those two knobs moving together. Okay. Okay. All right. But when you get to the extremes, which I've experienced now, when you get to the extremes, one would be classified as granular and the other is velvety. And what I always implore men, you know, and clients that I work with is I always say, you want to know what kind of pussy works for you. And the reason I say this is because often, you know, so many people bang the, the, the great term that I kind of hate, but it's like, oh man, I have such good sexual chemistry with this person. I'm like, no, you don't. You, you, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, you Who don't. the fuck do you no, think you are? <laughs> exactly. Like, listen to the professional. You do not have sexual chemistry. <laughs> what you do have with them is sexual alignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And yep. so I go into this whole thing where, where I, I call it the lock and key theory, right? Like, hey, if you have your key, right, you go to your house, you're able to open your door, it fits like a glove. You're like, hey, I'm home. Tim is home. Yeah. Go to your neighbor. Now try. Maybe the key goes in, but it doesn't twist. Maybe it doesn't go Not in at all. all. Yeah. And, and we're looking at that from that same perspective when you're talking about dicks and pussies and how they interact, right? Right, And right. I discovered this early on in my career. Mm-hmm. I talk about it a lot. I was doing this scene with these two girls and I was out by a pool. And so it was going to be a two on one, right? And I'm like, yes, okay, I'm going to do some crazy stuff, you know, high energy for the director. And I get these girls in doggy. And so I start fucking the first one, put it in. I'm like, I'm like, I start having sex with her. Literally, Tim, mm-hmm. it's like five strokes, like one, two, what? Oh, oh. Uh, so I pull uh, out. Oh, I'm like, man. okay. Whew. Okay, breathe. Huh, okay. And I think, okay, well, let, let's go to the other one. And maybe the break, you know, the 10 seconds between Would the help. first girl yeah. to the second will calm me down, right? Mm-hmm, so I start mm-hmm. having sex with the other girl. Perfect. It worked. I'm like, oh, I'm genius, right? I'm fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I could fuck for 60 minutes now, right? No problem. Then I go back to the first girl. And one, two, three. Oh, what the Jesus. fuck? Magic right? pussy. And that's when, mm-hmm. well, but that's what started me going down that rabbit hole, right? I said, okay, there is something fundamentally different between these. Why, one, I could have sex with for an hour, no problem. And one, I want to come in three strokes. Mm-hmm. And it's not about tightness. Right. So was- that's where you start. I had to start unpacking, okay, what what is this, right? And then as the sheer numbers of women that I was with grew. Then I started seeing what these types were because I'd come across one and I'd be like, holy fuck, this is like the best pussy ever. And <laughs> and I was like, why? Why is it? You know? And and it's such an individual thing, right? So that's why I have my type. I will not say mm-hmm. my type is the best type. I tell everybody, I said, like they're all equal. None is better than another. It's just mm-hmm. one is going to be better for you specifically. You can't like every single pussy. But but it, but once you know what the qualities are, mm. that is now reproducible. Right, right, right. It, right. I mean, reproducible in the fact that if you come across it again, you know this works for you. Because 
I have been in relationships before where I was with the type that absolutely did not work for me. Mm. And haven't we all? Well, exactly. (laughs) The problem is conventional wisdom. And you always hear it from the relationship experts. They'll say, well, if you just have better communication, the sex will get better. I'm sorry. The fuck does communication that mean? doesn't change biology. I, mm-hmm. Tim, you and me could communicate all day long. Yeah. Guess what? It's not going to make me seven foot seven. Not going to make <laughs> me dump a, dunk a basketball. Right? Is it? Better communication is not going to get can me I a be, bigger dick. Yeah. Can, I, yeah. can I be seven feet tall if we communicate a lot more? No. Oh so God. that's the part that I, uh, my mind is always just blown. People say, well, more communication. Communication won't fix the biology. If the biology is off, you need to recognize that and then look inside and say, okay, am I going to be happy in this relationship where I know the sex is never going to get better yep. from a biology perspective? It's never changed. big boy pants. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, you got to, yeah, put on your big boy pants and say, hey, this is not the relationship for not me because for me. Yeah. it's this part is never changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that's where I come at it from this this yeah. real lens of the of the biology and the physical because most people aren't thinking about that and they're mm-hmm. not paying attention. You know, they just know, oh, I slept with so-and-so. Oh my God, it was amazing. Why? <laughs> why? Because you're fucking you, like- You have to start looking why. Yeah. And I've talked to women about this and they'll say the same thing from the woman's perspective. I'll, I'll tell them like, I'm like, there was a guy whose dick you sat on besides his skill set, skill set aside, it just mm-hmm. felt better. It wasn't there. And they'll be like, yeah, 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 it was, it was this shaped. It was curved like this. Like they have their mm-hmm. type. And mm-hmm. now if he's skilled, awesome. But even just without the skill, just that shape, yeah. that size, that hardness, that flex, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it feels so good. It's the same thing. <laughs> I wonder if the four types of pussy will translate to the four types of asshole or four types of cock. Like I'm now sure. you got me thinking. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? Yeah, start time yeah. to start paying attention. <laughs> right i'm gonna have to start fucking more guys to find out like do you have like a burlap sack of an asshole or like a silk curtain kind of an asshole well i mean um, I, you know i i only know from the women's perspective but i could go into yeah. a whole bunch of different women's assholes for you and i'm sure there's there's there, hey, there's man. probably some synergy there so an asshole is an asshole yeah. one, of, one of these days i'm gonna accidentally you know fuck someone in the dark of like a sex club and like oh wait hold on this was a woman i've been fucking this entire time oh boy <laughs> that might be the enough to push me back into that's the heterosexuality gap. That's the gap. <laughs> when you don't oh know God. that's the gap hey <laughs> one of these days eric i'll pull you into my team i'm gonna sit on your dick the least you expect it i'm gonna go all the way to czech republic and fucking like knock on your door you're like surprise bitch um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Eric! Uh, it has been such an absolute fucking pleasure having you here on the show. Um, like, do you have any like final words to wrap up this entire conversation? Because it's so fucking beautiful. So, like, what, give the listeners something to take away. Well, I'm. Well, let's go with this. Um, you know, first of all, uh, if they want to find out any more about my my trainings and my courses, I'm actually going to be launching a course coming up here in probably the next month or so on performance anxiety. So that's going to be my first online course for men. Uh, and they can reach me at uh, www.ericeverhard.com uh, if they want to inquire about any of my coaching services and different programs that I offer. Or they can also find me on Instagram. I'm really active on Instagram at, uh, at Eric Everhard official. 
And then, of course, Clubhouse, where I do talks there three times a week. So mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank you so much, Eric, for your knowledge, your wisdom, your sharp wit, your a very amazing good looks. And thank you for giving the world your enormous penis for all of us to consume. Um, <laughs> it has been such an absolute pleasure having you here on Sex Ed with Tim. To all the listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, and I will see you at the next one. Bye! Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah! Thank you.